Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, November 14th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, so even though baseball season is over, we have a little bit of baseball news because we have another record at auction. This time it is for Babe Ruth's baseball glove, which was sold for $1.53 million. That previous record was 387000 for a Lou Gehrig glove. So this one blows that out of the water. This one, though, was donated by Babe Ruth to the St. Louis Browns third baseman Jimmy Austin. It was made by Spalding circa 1927 through 1933. Moving on to NBA news. While the Nets did not lose any time in hiring a new head coach, Jacques Vaughn has been announced to lead the team through the 2023 through 2024 season. You might recognize that name, although it's a little bit of a surprising hire because he is currently operating as the interim after they fired Nash. The organization was rumored to be leaning towards Ime Udaku of the Celtics, but thought that the Kyrie Irving controversy, adding that with the former Celtics coach controversy was just too much. In the first game under the new official head coach, the Nets beat the Knicks 112 to 85. That is their third win in just four games. So it looks like they're playing well for the new coach. On Sunday night, 76ers center Joel Embiid had a career high of 59 points against the Jazz. This put him as the first player to outscore both teams in the fourth quarter since 2006. He also had 11 rebounds, 8 assists, and 7 blocks in the game. He becomes the first player to hit 50 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 blocks since that very specific stat has been recorded, which is since 1973. Moving along to college football, in week 11, we had eight upsets in the top 25, and some of those with CFP consequences. So in the game that went back and forth and back and forth, number six Oregon literally slipped at the end of the game on a fourth down to lose to number 24 Washington. Oregon's hopes for the CFP are now done. Number seven, LSU escapes a letdown game after beating Alabama last week. They beat Arkansas, but only by three this week. However, it was enough to secure their spot in the SEC championship game, repping the West. They will play Georgia, who will represent the East. We also had a close one in Mississippi with West rivals number 11 Ole Miss and number 9 Alabama. They were tied at the beginning of the fourth quarter and it came down to the final minute, but Alabama came up big with a defensive stop to win by six. Before this game, Bama was actually tied for the most amount of penalties per game, which is just insane for a Nick Saban team. Arizona snapped an eight-game road losing streak against ranked opponents after beating number 12, UCLA. This is a huge upset for the Wildcats and dire consequences for the Pac-12. Number 14, Penn State shut out the Terps of Maryland 30-0. Wake Forest and number 15, UNC, came down to the wire as expected. But the Tar Heels scored the only points in the fourth quarter with a field goal to seal the win. 
That was terrible news for the over, though. ACC title game has now been decided that it will be Clemson versus UNC. So that'll be a nice matchup in Charlotte. Boston College had not beaten a ranked opponent in 25 games. That was until Saturday where they scored the game-winning touchdown with 14 seconds left. And even though there were seven turnovers in the Boston College versus number 16 NC State game, they were pretty evenly split down the middle. So Boston College ended the game with negative one rushing yards. That means everything that was done was done through the air to beat number 16 NC State. The American Athletic Conference also had a big game this weekend with number 22 UCF, who looked to have number 17 Tulane handled. But the Green Wave fought back. However, they were a touchdown shy from that comeback. UCF now knocking on the door to take the American. There was also a huge matchup in the Big 12 between number four TCU and number 18 Texas. That was game day this week. Both teams are known for scoring touchdowns, but we didn't have a single one until 20 minutes left in the entire game. It was actually three to zero at half by TCU, and it was the first time UT has not scored in the first half at home since 1997. TCU went up 17-3 before a fumble let the Longhorns back in the game. Literally, people were coming back into the stands because they were leaving because they thought the game was over, but they still did come up short by seven points, so Texas's Big 12 championship hopes died almost as hard as the over bet in this game. Also with this game, TCU clinched their Big 12 title game berth. TBD on who their opponent will be. Number 20, Notre Dame had a down week after their huge upset of Clemson last week, but they did escape Navy winning by three. Number 21, Illinois is now in a complete slide. For being the number one defense in the country, they let Purdue score 31 points and lost two weeks in a row now. Purdue is now tied for the lead in the Big Ten West. And finally, Vanderbilt gets their first SEC win since 2019. That is 26 games, y'all. Vanderbilt beat number 24 Kentucky by three. Ohio State, Michigan, Tennessee, Utah, and Florida State were all not challenged in their games, meaning like 30 points not challenged. <laughs> Also, in very somber news, a former UVA football player is the suspect of killing three other football players and wounding two students on campus late Sunday night. The students were returning home from a play that they had seen when the former football player opened fire. The three that were killed were wide receiver Lavelle Davis Jr., wide receiver Devin Chandler, and linebacker Deshaun Perry. Our hearts go out to their families and to the UVA community. As you know, if you have listened to this podcast before, I do not say the name of the suspect or the suspected killer, as that could actually feed into their 15 minutes of fame. So I only say the victims' names, and we do feel for them. Moving on to NFL for week 10, seven games were a touchdown or closer, but we did have two go into overtime. The Panthers got their third win against the Falcons during Thursday night football. They won by 10. The Texans remain, though, at one win after losing to the Giants, especially with a late interception in the red zone when they were driving down the field. Brady and the Bucks are now 500 after beating the Seahawks despite an attempted comeback. They win 21-16. Also, hashtag girlfriend hint, meaning you are 500. That means you are back to even. So, in other words, you have the same amount of 
wins as losses. That is usually a baseball term, but you can use it in any sport. In contrast to that, though, the Vikings launched a successful comeback in the fourth quarter to take the game versus the Bills into overtime. They did get the field goal and the W. The Browns got blown out by the Dolphins, who won 39-17. to And in the battle of bad teams, apparently the Lions are better than the Bears after scoring 21 points in the final quarter to win by one. And finally, the Packers and the Cowboys traded quarters of scoring 14 points each, but a fourth quarter Packers comeback took the game into overtime where Green Bay got the field goal to seal it. Moving along to golf, Tony Finau cruised to his fifth PGA Tour win at the Cadence Houston Open this weekend. He was tied for the lead after day one with a 65, then tied his career low of 62 in round two to take the standalone lead and never gave it back. So going to the final round, he was four shots clear of the next guy. That grew to eight shots at one point on the back nine, but he did win by four Despite the crazy weather that hit Houston this weekend, it was an easy win for Tony Finau. Now, Finau has won four times in the last 30 tournaments that he's played. This is quite a turnaround from the old Tony we used to know, who at the start of his career took 185 tournaments to get his first win. Also, Tiger Woods has announced he will return to play in the Hero World Challenge in December. He has not played since missing the cut at the 150th Open at St. Andrews, but he will be on the tee on December 1st. This tournament is only a 20-man field and is considered Tiger's tournament. He actually plays host in the Bahamas. Tiger will also play in the match, which I had lighted last week. So that will be in December. So only nine days after the start of the hero. And then we also could see him at the PNC championship with his son. That is yet to be finalized, but he could have a very busy December, which means we could have a busy December watching him. We do have a little bit of Olympic news. Iranian archer has had her medal ceremony in Tehran blow up. In the video, Gashmi's headscarf appears to drop, which was considered a supportive gesture for the nationwide protests of human rights after 22-year-old Masha Amini died in custody. She was detained due to being, quote-unquote, inappropriately attired. Now, the archer, Gashmi, publicly apologized But we have seen forced apologies and confessions before. When you actually look at the video on Twitter, which is very grainy, I will say, because we're not expected to see that video most of the time, she also moves her head away from the competitor that tried to help her with a falling scarf. So who to know which one is true, but last month an Iranian climber competed without her headscarf to later apologize as well. So while that turmoil is going on in Iran, we need to keep in mind that athletes are still taking stands. Also, not a bad thing to keep up with this as we will play, as being the United States, will play Iran in our World Cup group later this month as well. And finally, last Olympic news, the U.S. Marathon Trials for Paris 2024 Olympics will be held in Orlando. So the top three women and top three men from this event will go on to compete in Paris. That wraps it up for what went on over the last week. So let's move on to what to watch this upcoming week. So on the NBA Tuesday, we start with the Grizzlies at the Pelicans at 630 on TNT, followed by the Nets at the Kings at nine o'clock on TNT. Let's see if the Nets can keep it going for that new coach. 
on Wednesday, the Celtics at the Hawks at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN, followed by the Warriors at the Suns at 9. And the only other games that week on mainstream TV will be Friday, the Bucks at the 76ers at 6.30 and the Knicks at the Warriors at 9 on ESPN. For NCAA basketball, again, I don't always go through all of the games because even the ranked tw- top 25 on mainstream TV, which is what's listed on the blog, would literally take all podcasts. So I'm only going to go and announce the ranked versus ranked matchups. We do have one on Tuesday between powerhouses number seven duke at number six kansas at 8 30 p.m on espn that is actually in the champions classic and it's actually in indianapolis on wednesday we have number two gonzaga at number 11 texas that will also be at 8 30 on espn two Friday, we have two ranked first ranked matchups with, first of all, number 16, UVA, if that game stands, versus number five, Baylor at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. That is in Vegas, followed by, also in Vegas, number 19, Illinois, at number eight, UCLA at 8.30 on ESPNU. And finally, to round out the week on Sunday, we have number four, Kentucky, at number two, Gonzaga, at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. I also want to mention that UVA has canceled several sporting events due to what happened this uh, past weekend. So just something to keep in mind. Normally it's based on football, but it could affect basketball as well. Moving along to college football week 12, we have a couple of ranked matchups and then some that I think will be closer than they should. Starting with one of those, Illinois at number three, Michigan. This is Saturday at 11 a.m. on ABC. Game day will actually be at Montana State for their matchup in-state rival of Montana. That will be at 1 p.m. In the SEC, we have number one, Georgia at Kentucky, who is unranked as of right now for the AP poll, as they just lost last weekend to Vanderbilt. That is most likely in a stand for the college football playoff as well. They play at 2.30 on CBS. And the big matchup of the weekend is in the Pac-12, number seven, USC at number 16, UCLA. They play at 7 p.m. on Fox and also in the Pac-12, number 10, Utah at number 12, Oregon, who also just lost to Washington. They play at 9.30 p.m. on ESPN. So big time matchups in the Pac-12. Moving on to NFL tonight for Monday Night Football, we have the Commanders at the undefeated Eagles. They play tonight at 7.15 on ESPN. Watch out. That might be a trap game. On Thursday Night Football, we get the Titans at the Packers at 7.15 on Prime Video. Then on Sunday, we have eight games at noon, either on Fox or CBS. The Fox games are the Rams at the Saints, the Lions at the Giants, the Panthers at the Ravens, the Commanders at the Texans, or the Bears at the Falcons. You did not hear me incorrectly. That is five options on Fox versus three options on CBS. The Browns at the Bills, the Eagles at the Colts, or the Jets at the Patriots. Then at 3.05 on Fox, we can catch the Raiders at the Broncos. And then at 3.25 p.m. on CBS, either the Cowboys at the Vikings or the Bengals at the Steelers. The Cowboys-Vikings game are two of the top two teams in the NFL right now by win percentage. Despite the Cowboys winning last, losing last weekend, they're still up there on win percentage. Then Sunday night football will be the Chiefs at the Chargers at 7.20 on NBC. And next week's Monday night football, the 49ers at the Cardinals at 7.15 on ESPN. I'm guessing Kyler Murray will be back by that game.
on golf. We for the PGA Tour, the RSM Classic Round One will be on Thursday. You can catch that at 11 a.m. on Golf Channel. Same on Friday for Round Two. Then Saturday you can catch Round Three starting at noon on Golf Channel, and Sunday Final Round will also be at noon. We only have three hockey games on TV this week. Tuesday, you can catch the Flyers at the Blue Jackets. That's actually on Hulu, so it's 6.30 p.m. And then Wednesday, the only regular channeled NHL games of the week. The Blues at the Blackhawks at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. And the Kings at the Oilers at 9. We do also have a for another Formula One race. This past weekend was entertaining, so this weekend should be as well. The Grand Prix in Abu Dhabi will be at 7 a.m. on ESPN. And in what seems to be a long time coming on Sunday, you can catch the FIFA World Cup Game 1, the first game of the entire FIFA World Cup, the host Qatar versus Ecuador at 10 a.m. on Fox. Now I will go ahead and tell you there will be two games on Monday and I tell you this because I don't have the podcast or the blog out until Monday night and we play on Monday. So also Monday for FIFA World Cup you can catch Senegal at the Netherlands at 10 a.m. on Fox and then the United States plays Wales for opening game at 1 p.m. Also on Fox, it could be Fox Sports 1, but I believe it's supposed to be on Fox. So get ready, get excited. It is the U.S. national team's first appearance in a long time, like 2014 long time. So get excited. That actually wraps it up for me this week. Like I said earlier, our hearts go out to the UVA Cavaliers in everything that they are facing right now and those families of the football players. I leave you with this positive note of Go Team USA, and I will see you on Monday after opening game for the World Cup. Catch y'all next week.